Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. UFC 296 Fight Week is upon us. The weigh-ins have happened. Fight rearrangements have happened. It is tomorrow. In Las Vegas, Nevada, UFC 296. Colby Covington challenging Leon Edwards, UFC welterweight 170-pound title. You guys have no idea how I'm doing this because I'm driving right now. Uh, my son is in the back seat. Uh, you may hear uh, brake alarms or side mirror alarms. I'm driving. Uh, don't worry, I'm I'm focused. Nothing will happen while I'm driving. Uh, about to get off the uh, the crazy roads, but it is your boy, your brother in arms, Isaac Ike Feldman of Give Me Sport. Yes, the UK-based platform, Canadian-owned platform, Give Me Sport is a fantastic platform. If you're into international soccer or football, and if you're into fighting, boxing. MMA, UFC, your boy is providing them great coverage. Print, audio, video, go check it out. GiveMeSport.com Recently, I just wrapped up a couple of big-time interviews with the aforementioned Leon Edwards, Leon Rocky Edwards. Come on, son. Give it to me more. You got this. Don't give up. Stop feeling bad for yourself. That Leon Edwards and Patty the Batty Pimlet. They're fun interviews. They're busy dudes. Very happy to get a couple of minutes with them in the can. Very excited about it. Hope you guys check out the... It's like a synopsis of the interviews at the top of the articles. It's about a minute. And it uh, gives the... It highlights the interview. And uh, yeah, hope you guys check it out. But right now, I'm going to check out the UFC 296 card. Uh, in my mind, not not on my phone while I'm driving. So let's start with the main event. Colby Covington, what the hell is he doing? What the hell is he doing? Man, the McGregor peak has passed. So now we are down the downslope of the McGregor era. Uh, but the chaos, pun intended, is still lingering with the McGregor era and the Low blow callouts. Colby Covington bringing up Leon Edwards' father that was murdered due to gang violence. I believe his exact quote was something along the lines of, I am going to send you to the seventh layer of hell like your father. And Edwards did not take kind to that. And he threw the microphone. So, 
I get it. Pissed off, low blow, dirty remark, did not go well in Edwards' mind, and he retaliated in the moment, instantaneously. There's fight promotion, and then there's crossing the line. What Colby Covington does is usually cute with the... I don't know where the nickname comes from, but he used to call Leon Edwards Francis Scott. And... What do you call? Uh, Street Judas. He would call Jorge Masvidal, playing off the uh, Street Jesus. Uh... Uh, Marty Usman, he had a whole bunch of, uh, oh yeah, uh, Hamza Chamayev, he calls cum shot, that's a funny one, uh, yeah, that's his, that's his stick, that's his thing, and, uh, yeah, this was, uh, if he wanted to hit a nerve, he got there, he definitely got there, the question is, How will this affect either of the fighters' performance? Is Colby Covington going to take advantage of the now more focused, more keen, potentially more enraged Leon Edwards? Is Leon Edwards going to use this anger, this energy now has been created out of thin air and use it and channel it into another fantastic title defense? Well, that's why we watch the fights, right? I see Leon, though he expressed instant emotion, throwing the microphone. I think we just saw that with uh, Logan Paul and Dylan Dennis. Microphones being thrown in like a press conference. I still believe he'll be under control and able to get the job done. He'll be able to separate the two. going to be a great fight stylistically Colby Covington brings a huge gas tank great volume he's been in many 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 UFC main events before on fight nights or pay-per-view the man does not a shy away from the big fight the big stage and Leon Edwards, likewise, he's defended the belt in his country. He's taken out Usman while be, being at elevated uh, what would you say uh, fighting at elevation in Salt Lake City last summer. Uh, yeah, so both men have performed on the big stage. One man has actually earned the gold got the gold wrapped around his waist in Leon Edwards Colby has knocked on that door two times and this is the third time he's knocking and he's been shut down in the previous two attempts by a man that Leon Edwards knocked out Kamaru Usman. Colby Covington 
maybe scored a takedown against Usman in their 20, excuse me, their 49 minutes of fighting. But Leon Edwards was able to take down Usman inside of the first five minutes of their 49 minutes of fighting. I like Edwards tenfold. Obviously, he's got a huge advantage on the feet. The man does not get tired. The man has shown excellent improvement in his grappling. He has great clinch work. He's able to set, separate and get back to the distance where he is most comfortable in the kickboxing taekwondo range. I think it's a wash for Edwards. Even if he's emotional, he comes out swinging, Covington takes him down. I think that is the moment where he can reset. I don't think he's going to be shook that if he gets taken down in the first round, worst case scenario, and Covington holds him down for the remainder of the round, I don't think he's lost the fight four more straight rounds of that because of that first takedown. I think that actually gives him a moment to wipe away the emotion, recover, refocus, reset, go, and get back after it. I'm excited for this fight. It's a great fight to close out the year. It's the last UFC fight of the year. The co-main event is extremely fun. Alexander Pantoja, Brandon Royval. I saw that Pantoja is training at ATT. I saw that Royval is obviously the longtime Factory X member. Shout out to Factory X. I'm trying to figure out emotionally, mentally, where Royval is at. This is the biggest moment of his life, career-wise. Pantoja has actually climbed progressively, nicely into this moment, where he's had big fights, big-time fighters, big-time rematches. I think the pressure is on Pantoja to defend the belt, to put on another performance in one of these rematches that is memorable. For Roy Val, I think he's relaxed. I think he's loose. He's young. The flyweight division is not the deepest. He could come back here six months if he wanted to get another big-time win if he loses here. I think Roy Val is going to put on performance that surprises everybody. And I think he's a little slender, more slender than Pantoja. I think Pantoja, while they're a flyweight and their gas tanks are excellent all around, I think Pantoja's leaning towards that Devison Figueroa, uh, Figueredo size where... They're one of the bigger flyweights. It's a big cut. They look like they could be a featherweight, a 145er. But they cut and drain themselves all the way one to 125 to have in their mind what they consider. And it is an advantage. And obviously it's worked. He's become a champion. Figueredo has become a champion. But how long can they sustain that? In the countdown video, Pantoja... Looked a little drained, looked a little tired. Maybe he could just be operating on a super low RPM. But he, it's a matter of time. 
Is it the Roy Val fight here, or is it two fights down the road that he moves up to bantamweight? I don't know. I like Roy Val being the smaller fighter, ready to go, pace on, pace off for five straight rounds, using that first fight as a marker to get better, and he just seems loose. He seems extremely loose. My third favorite fight on the card, which is a ESPN main event or prelim main event, last card on the prelims, last, excuse me, last fight on the prelims, Josh Emmett facing late fill-in Bryce Mitchell, and this is one of those old school counter style matchups where you got Josh Emmett with just ungodly amounts of power at 145 pounds. Just a complete banger. Yair Rodriguez did not want to play that game. You would think Yair Rodriguez would want to be on the feet with anybody. He ended up submitting Josh Emmett. On the other side, Bryce Mitchell, he doesn't want to play that game either. And obviously he's studying that tape with Yair Rodriguez and he's I'm sure he's seen the long highlight reel that Josh Emmett has put together over his career and he doesn't want to be part of that highlight reel. He wants to avoid being a part of that highlight reel. He wants to drag the fight to the floor. He is a smaller featherweight. Josh Emmett is bigger, wider, stronger than Bryce Mitchell. Can he keep the fight from getting to the floor? Or has Bryce Mitchell been working on his wrestling? He has taken this on short notice. So it's not like he could have studied for a home run hitter in Josh Emmett. What he can study for is if you're a jiu-jitsu person, like an Aaron Blanchfield, like a Charles Oliveira, you want to have a go-to takedown so that way you can drag the fight to the floor, bring it to your waters. Has Bryce Mitchell, is he this confident? Or did the UFC just splash a lot of money at him? And he's faking this confidence? Is he going to walk in there and show us improved wrestling and just submit Josh Emmett in the first round, second round? That would be widely impressive. It's tough, man. It's tough. I would say if it goes three rounds, I'd say... At some point, Bryce Mitchell got tagged. But if this fight ends early, I mean, it's for both of them. The danger of the submission, the danger of the knockout. I think I'm going to have to go with Josh Emmett for a three-round decision. I don't think he'll finish Bryce Mitchell. I think everybody knows what Josh Emmett's trying to do. But I also think Josh Emmett has learned from that Yair Rodriguez loss. And he's going to show much improvement, much improvement. And the grappling side of things and the takedown defense. So I got Josh Emmett in that. Ian Machado, Gary, everybody wanted to see, what is his name, Phenom or Hybrid? Everybody wanted to see what he want, was going to do against a complete warrior in Vincent Luque. Turns out we're going to have to wait to see that fight. We're going to have to wait until we see Ian Gary back in there. Apparently he got pneumonia, not feeling well. Maybe he could turn around. Not waste this camp. Get back at UFC 297. Maybe he can come back 299. 
Maybe they're just going to save him for 300. He's a big name. He could be part of the prelims card. Like, I'm looking for big things for 300. I'm looking for, like, a Max Holloway, an Aljo, Poirier, Gaethje. You stack the card with your stars, basically. And uh, I could see Gary, like, filling up the prelim. Be one of those historic cards you'd want to get him on there. Like, he would be, like, the 12th billing for most popular fighter. It'd be awesome. Uh, but the fight that is is the new cowboy man texas's own kevin holland stepping in on short notice to face vincent luke what a freaking dynamic striking match this is gonna be kevin holland always game the always ready fighter is fighting a humble humble beast in vincent luke brazil's own vincent luke who's just a complete savage in the cage but just a gentleman outside of the cage. He's doing these like selfie videos like, hey, does anybody want to fight me? Hey, I'm here. Please fight me. Oh, sign the, oh, maybe we fight. And then he's like, oh, Kevin Holland, thank you for, we could do this at 180 pounds, man. I would love to fight you. But then when the cage door closes, he's like, I'm going to murder you. Vincent Luque is the man. Vincent Luque is the man. Really appreciate him. And Kevin Holland, the man. Like, they need to do a title called uh, Who's the Man? Uh, you have the baddest motherfucker. You have, the obviously, the UFC gold titles. But why can't we get a Who's the Man title or Who's the Woman title for, like, just people? Like, fan favorite fighter. There you go, the fan favorite belt. And still the fan favorite fighter. Who is the number? I guess Max Holloway will always be a fan favorite. Uh, Alex Pajeda, people love. Uh, Aljamain Sterling, definitely not in that category. Uh, even though he's a great guy, hard worker, funny, great businessman, people don't give a shit about that. He's not a fan favorite. It's crazy. Yeah, in that fight, I'm going to have to go with uh, Kevin Holland bringing some magic out of his back pocket. Uh, let's see. Two more fights. Uh, Shavkat Rachmanov versus Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Ooh Great fight. Very excited for that. Uh, this is crazy. Everybody was saying that Stephen Wonderboy Thompson was avoiding the inevitable, which is a fight with the Kazakhstani killer in Shavkat. Just a quiet samurai who's ready to slice and dice. Is Wonderboy going to... This is baby, uh, basically a battle of samurai. Can Wonderboy have enough tricks up his sleeve to an ability to avoid getting head kicked, avoid getting taken down, keep the fight where he wants it, karate distance where he can point fight and eventually break down his opponents looking for a finish? Or does Rock Monoff walk through everything and rock Wonderboy? And Wonderboy retires on the final event of 2023. If it's bad, that could happen. 
But if Wonderboy wins, hell, he could even retire with his hand being raised. Who do I got in this fight? Oof. This is the championship fight for Wonderboy. This might be the most impressive victory of his career. If he beats Shavkat Rachmanov, this is the most impressive victory of his career. Big fight. Rachmanov understands that if he pulls this victory off decisively, dominantly, on this massive card, he opens up the gates of money, the gates of opportunity. It's incredible. It's an incredible fight. I think I'm going to have to pass on this fight. I think it's hard to see. I'm, I'm just... I don't know if Wonderboy has that magic. I mean... I would probably have to go with Shavkat for a decision. I think Wonderboy has survived many fights that involved extreme adversity and he came out on top or came out the other end at least in one piece. Yeah. I will, uh, I'm going to go with Shavkat for the decision. The final fight that I want to talk about, Tony El Kukui Ferguson against Patty the Batty Pimlet. I think Patty gets a, a win. I think it's going to be a grinded out decision. Wrestling, jiu-jitsu, striking, kickboxing, boxing, heart, cardio, Pressure, who wants it more type of deal. I think Patty gets the win. Another retirement situation. If Tony Ferguson loses seven straight, it's 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 good night, Irene. And especially if he loses this fight by vicious KO, man, oh man, oh man. The UFC has no choice but to let him go, but this is an opportunity for both men to prove where they're at. Is Tony Ferguson bottom of the heap, ready to be crapped out into the sewers? Or does he have that championship prowess that we all know him to have that he can tap into? And at least make it to a decision. At least show skill and technique that maybe some ability has gone by the wayside, but maybe he can use that wisdom and cage time experience to at least make it to a decision. This has got to be Patty favored by like minus 175, minus 195 type of deal for Patty. The dude is a beast. He's uh, just a grappling bear. He's taken a year off. He says that he wants a war. Go check out the article and give me sport. He says that he fights whoever the UFC puts in front of him. And 
this is a big opportunity to if he viciously KOs or submits Ferguson then it's like wow okay time for Patty to crack into the top 15 let's see let's see what he's got now type of deal but if it's a grinded out decision you could kind of pump the brakes give Patty more time to develop give Patty a winnable fight so it's a close I, I gotta go with Patty for the decision I'm hoping Tony Ferguson shows us something but we will see UFC 296 is around the corner tomorrow night. Las Vegas, my boy Robbie Rosenhaus will be in the building, the T-Mobile Arena. I'm pumped for it. Guys, check out all my recent content on Give Me Sport. Thank you for always tuning in, sharing, liking, subscribing, downloading. Thank you, guys. Your boy, Ike Feldman, is out. Enjoy the fights. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.